Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I've got my great friend, Chris Felton, with me today. And if you've been listening to The Pursuit for a while, you know we had him on uh, almost a couple years ago now, but I'm so excited because today we're going to be sharing some great ideas and great concepts. And we're going to be talking about the release of his brand new book that's coming up. So you're going to love today. Get your notepads ready and let's dive in. Welcome, Chris. Good to have you. Ben, it's awesome to be, in, be here, man. I, I've taken two cold showers today, just Good so you job. know, to, to, to get ready for you. Two cold right. showers. You better have. <laughs> I I, uh, I worked out, I showered, I shaved, and I'm wearing pants. Oh, man. That's... Dude, all for you. <laughs> all for you, brother. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited too. You know, we're going to be talking about, of course, a new book. And, and really the subject is, how, how do you get out of your own way and level up your life? And- conversations that uh, we could talk for days and days on the end yeah. about, and we do. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's jump in. For those that maybe haven't listened to our, our first episode, why don't you tell brief, why'd you write the book, your story a little bit? Let's jump into that real quick. Yeah, I've been a financial services entrepreneur for you know, 23 years and um, you know have had some success there. Um, but uh, as you know, uh, we as humans can, can get in our own way. And uh, and I had a pretty big turning point, uh, like 2008, Great Recession, uh, financial services entrepreneur, um, $250,000 in credit card debt. I'm leaking thousands of dollars per month. My second and last wife, Marlo, <laughs> walks into <laughs> you know, a, a total freaking mess. And we kind of had the, the falling out, the fights of all fights. We call it the purse throwing incident. Yeah, I remember. Where uh, I, I had to... Uh, you know, I came up with the idea that uh, I had to ask my wife for the money to pay my ex-wife because I had to pay my ex $5,200 the next day in alimony and child support. And one of your really, wiser moments for sure. Yeah. One of my, yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm like, has, has anybody ever actually done that in human history except for, except for me? Yeah. And uh, obviously you met my wife, you know, she's yeah. five foot one. Everyone's scared of her and yeah. uh, Hurricane Marlowe's pretty, pretty ugly sight, but she- yeah. throws her purse thank god she's a horrible aim and uh then she picked it up and tried to hit me again with it and that didn't work and then uh i just said well why are we still married and mm. she went upstairs to uh go figure out should i stay or should i go and mm. i it was uh it was a turning point in my life ben it was i was sitting there and i could just i could see i could just see the dominoes fall i'm like yeah. oh my god my ex-wife had no chance mm. you know my kids were um, seven and four at that time. They're on the other side of the country, living in Atlanta, Georgia. I I hadn't seen them in in a while. Mm. Um, you know, we're uh, I'm a mess. I'm drinking too much. I mean, I'm out of shape. And I just realized that, dude, you are the common theme and the common denominator for all of this. Mm. And wherever I've had a problem, I've always been there. And so I uh, yeah, I made a commitment and um. I just went all in on my personal growth and development and Marlo and I got back together the next day and she said, what are you going to do about it? Mm. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how this mindset keeps creating mm. these horrible results. So, uh, so I went all in on changing, man, and uh, did everything I possibly could. And what happened to us was, you know, jaw dropping. And so, so anyway, but, but yep. basically the, the reason I wrote the book is, um, you know, one of our uh, our heroes, Steve Siebold, called me in November of 2021. He's mm. a personal development icon. And he said, hey, time to write a book. 
Mm-hmm. I'll teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. So my content, his coaching, and uh, it took us nine months to pound out the first draft. And uh, it's it's just ba- it's basically my journey, man. It's uh, it's how I got stuck in so many areas of my life. Yeah. Um, and how close I was to quitting. Yeah. On everything, but I, you know, I, I didn't do that, and so. So my hope and prayer is, uh, you know, the the thousands of hours I studied personal growth and development, the six figures I put into the investment. I, I hope people can invest a fraction of the cost and they get a fraction the of yeah. the time and get the book and get better results than me in a shorter period of time. So, like you, I'm here to make an impact, and uh, that's why I wrote it. I love it, man. I love everybody. The book is called Think and Grow You. And, um, you know, I've read the book. It's amazing. You're going to want to get a copy of it. We'll give you where to get that at the end of the show here. Um, but it really is if you, if you know, you think about the concept, think and grow you. And I know why Chris talks about this is that when you grow you, just as he just shared, his life was kind of that rock bottom moment. And he says, I'm going to go all in on growing myself, figuring this thing out, figuring out my mind so that I can change my life in it. Of course, the the story unfolds incredibly well. What's really what I love about your book too, Chris, is that number one, it's full of incredible ideas, but it's not just philosophical with ideas. Every chapter, you've got action items for them. You've got a story of how this applied in their life, and then other other places they can go to learn more about that concept too. Other resources too. So, it uh, you did a great job with it. I love it. Yeah, thanks, brother. Really appreciate it. Um. You know, a big thing for you is helping people get unstuck, right? And so many people on their journey to success on the path of creating the lives that they want. I mean, we all, we not so many people, all of us get stuck at times. All of us do. So when you talk about that concept of even, you know, getting out of your own way, I think people probably have a general idea, but what do you mean specifically about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you and I coach people and I think it's super painful as a coach to watch people get so stuck that they feel that quitting is the only way. Mm. And, and I know that because I was, I was so close to doing that. And so getting in your own way is your patterns of self-sabotage, mm-hmm. right? Or as you're, you know, mm. busting outside your comfort zone, Yeah, what causes people to pull back and retreat versus busting through, right? We're, you and I are big Bob Bob Proctor here. He's one of our heroes, right? And, yep. you know, he calls it the terror barrier. You know, you, yep. you're, you're about ready to bust through and you hit that barrier and you pull back. And so yep. so for me, it was like, I, I had to, you know, it wasn't about fixing myself and it wasn't about getting perfect because perfection is a, you know, that's a self-sabotage pattern too. Mm. It's just basically understanding, right? Because the first pillar in the book is get out of your own way. The second pillar is, you know, shifting. Mm -hmm. And so we have these patterns of getting in our own way, whether it's judgment or worry or Mm -hmm. deservingness or lack of forgiveness or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's understanding when an event happens Instead of going down that worn out path or jumping on that train that leads to nowhere, it's about jumping on another train. Mm. It's about shifting the thought and 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 creating you know new neural pathways. And you and I, you know, we we, we talk about how the brain works and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really like okay, this is Chris Felton. This is how you screw yourself over. You worry mm. about stuff you can't control. You got some deserving stuff going on. You can't forgive your ex-wife. You're, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And instead of working on the thought patterns, I just go drink. Sure. 
right? Or yep. or escapes escapism, or you know, yep. go to the the weapon of mass distraction, right? Our cell phones, right? Absolutely. And and so that wasn't serving me too well. So yeah, I uh, so it was really know thyself, understand how I stop myself from getting what it is that I want and deserve, and yeah. doing something different. Yeah, and, and I think what's Thank you for sharing that. Those self-sabotage patterns. I mean, everybody listening or watching is thinking, yep, yeah, I, I know I do that because we all do. And it shows up in different ways. And it, the book really helps because it helps identify many different ways that that can show up in your life. And, and not only how is it showing up, but what do you actually do about it? So when you start to recognize the self-sabotaging patterns, right? You're seeing that I'm definitely getting in my way here. I'm doing it here. I'm doing it here. I'm doing it here. What do you do? How do you give us some things? And we're going to talk specific chapters in a bit, everybody, but how do you get out of your own way? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, um, I, it's about really understanding the thought. And so I I give a lot of techniques, but it's always, uh, you know, uh, one of my coaches said, Hey, there's me Mm -hmm. plus a thought equals a result, right? Explain that. There's there's me, there's my thought, me plus a thought equals a result. Okay. So if you don't like the result, there's you and your thought. Mm. So you you better understand what's the thinking behind it. Mm. So here I am a CPA, I'm a financial advisor, and I'm broke. Mm. I mean, dude, I'm not an idiot. I, I took the CPA exam once. Sure. Like yeah. I think 12% of people pass that exam on the first try. Well, like, like I'm not an idiot, right? But why am I broke? Mm. And so I had to sit down and journal and go, okay, I don't like the money result. Yeah. So this could be health. This could be relationships. This could be your spirituality. This could be anything. Mm-hmm. So here's the word money. So my coach is like, okay, write the word money down. Mm-hmm. What do you make up about that word? Mm. And it, dude, it's crazy. It was mm-hmm. Hard, difficult, rich people are horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just all the stuff that I've been programmed because my dad was broke, my mom was broke, grandma was broke, grandpa was broke, everybody was broke. Yep. And, you know, 90% of lottery winners are dead broke or in jail inside of 10 years. And is it, are, are they idiots? No, that's their belief systems aren't there. So yeah. for me, it's always been Ben. It's like, okay, like, what am I making up about it? And getting the words on paper so I can see it. Because when I do that, at least for me, I almost laugh yeah. because it's so freaking ridiculous what I make up. Yeah. Right. And, and so then for me, it's like, well, the hope for me was that's my story. Well, I can change the story. So how do I change the story? So I just kind of rewrote yeah. a more empowering story. Yeah. And then did the affirmations and did the work and did a bunch of stuff that I talk about in the book and tons of stuff that you teach and, and drilled and rehearsed. And eventually it started taking root. And then as the inside changed, the outside world matched up. That's, that's, yeah, that's it. That was the work. I, I love it. And I know that this is part of your message is, is do the work, do the work. And so many people, you know, when they think of that, they think of, okay, well in my business, okay, I got to make more phone calls. I got to do more of that. And that's all great right? Whatever you're doing career-wise, they think I got to do more work. That's fine. That's not what Chris is talking about. What we're really talking about here is being willing, as Chris said, okay, I looked at my life and thought, money, what's going on? And he actually took the time, the work, 
to write out all the things that came. What's funny, the fact, the timing of this conversation, literally four days ago, I was studying some Bob Proctor stuff in this coaching program that I'm doing with some people. And that was the exercise was pick an area of your life and write down every thought that comes to mind when you think about that area. And it's amazing still at this point in my life, how much of that, that I didn't think was in there was still there that would come up. Right. So talk a bit about it, being willing to change, doing the work. I mean, you just gave an example of it. Better question for you is this, why don't more people do that? Why, why aren't they willing to invest that time? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, and once again, the thing I had to do was I had to, I had to, I had to humble down, man. Like I had to get humble. I had to bring humility to the party. I had to realize that based on results, my way wasn't working too well. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had to be willing to change Mm -hmm. because it's exhausting trying to manipulate the outside world and fiercely insisting on staying the same. It, it doesn't work. I mean, I tried, right? The the rearranging the furniture on the deck of the Titanic, right? And <laughs> and right, and everyone's like, I'm like, I got more energy at 51 than at 41 than at 31. Why? Right. You know, and, and so so I had to be willing to change. And I and I had to change. Not my ex-wife, not my team, not my business, mm-hmm. not the economy, not the president, not that it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. The outside world just it's not, right? You can't victim like people. They don't like that word, but mm-hmm. it just means I'm I'm allowing my outside circumstances to dictate my results. Totally. It doesn't work, man. It's a beach ball in the ocean of life. It doesn't work. So I had to be willing to change. <clears throat> and who had to change? I had to change. Yeah. And then I had to be willing to do the work, which is, you know, what I committed to my wife. Mm-hmm. Because I connected the price that she was paying, that my mm-hmm. kids were paying, that mm-hmm. I was paying, mm-hmm. the price that others were paying that I loved very much mm-hmm. for how I was showing up. Hmm. And that's a powerful exercise. It's not easy yeah. to, to sit down and do well, that. But, but I, the price was, dude, I was going to lose big time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I watched my dad, I watched my dad do that very thing. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he lost big time because he wasn't willing to change. Mm-hmm. And but so I had to do the work. But the, the third part, I think, is why people don't do it, Ben, is they don't think it's going to be worth it. <laughs> and that's one area I've been blessed because even in college, I started asking successful people, hey, has it been worth it? Mm-hmm. And you know what? They were never confused by the question. Mm-hmm. And they always answered emphatically. hmm. It was worth it. Hmm. And so I always connected that it was going to be worth it because the opposite, getting, you know, old age or whatever, getting the end of my life and having regrets, that was that was painful for me. For sure. So I think a lot of people don't believe it's worth it. And, yeah. you know, what if I do all this work and it doesn't turn out and all that? No, 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 no. That's that's ego. That's comfort. Yeah. That's it's all that's just that's just garbage. That's a thought you could put down in a journal that's total yeah. BS that's holding you back. Yeah. Um, so be willing to change, do the work. And, and it's, and it, that's my emphatic message throughout the book, yeah. but I, I really drive home my, my last chapter. I can't ever talk about cause I always lose it. Mm. Um, is, you know, that kind of reconciliation I had with my ex at the very end, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was powerful, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just one of those moments. And I've also been real good at that is along the journey being like, Oh, that, you know, you know what it's like. People come up to you and you're like, you know, that, that you, you've helped me so much. And 
I mean, they did the work. They give us way too much freaking credit, by the way. That's right. And, uh, and, uh, but, but oh, you made an impact. You did this, you did that. And so, so I've always done these like, you know, snap, snap pictures in my mind of like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you don't want to do it, remember that face. When you don't want to mm-hmm. do it, remember that experience. When you don't want to mm-hmm. do it, right? And your ego wants you to hold back. You're like, just remember that. And, yeah. and it's always, it's always worth it. It's a freaking law. You can take it to the bank yes. that the work's going to be worth it. I love it. Thanks for sharing that, man. And I, I think that, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, maybe you've been procrastinating on some of the work that Chris is talking about as an example, um, that idea of, is it worth it? Often that's just, it's, it's an excuse the mind uses to not do it. I think at times too, right? Is that, you know, I don't know if it's worth it. So then I just don't do it. And then sometimes also as well, <clears throat> I think, and this is why the work is so freaking important is if the question people might even ask, they might not ask, but that idea of deserving, am I worth it? Am I worth it? And that's why the work is so important is that you do it to work through that stuff. So you can get all the made up BS out of the way and get on to really creating life the way you want it to be. I love that message, man. It uh, It's a good one. Um, I actually want to jump to a chapter in the book because you brought it up a little bit. And uh, it's this chapter on forgiveness. And um, you know what I noticed about the book is that that word is in many chapters, actually. And it's a word that you talk a lot about, but there's an entire chapter dedicated to it. So you shared briefly about it, but let's uh, let's hear a bit about that chapter. Yeah. And by the way, I, I mean, I'm on like podcast tour. Mm-hmm. That is the most requested topic. Is that right? Really? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> we, we have not, yeah. it, it's been requested every, every and it, it doesn't matter what the podcast is. It doesn't matter yeah. who the audience is Yeah, um, because people really struggle with it. For sure. And, and I did yeah. too. And, and so, you know, so my wife and I decided to stay together and then I made the connection that, you know, my way is not working too well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was tough to my, that was a blow to my ego. Um, and then I, I miraculously, you know, I called a hand of God moment. Like I got connected to my coach that I worked with for four years. Right. And, and we did our, our first coaching session. And, you know, dude, I'm a, I'm, I call myself a recovered CPA, right? I'm a left brain mm-hmm. strategy tactic, dude. I mean, you're, you're, you're a bit like that. Right. Uh, and, um, uh, and at the end of the coaching session, he's like, okay, I got a homework assignment for you. And I'm like, goody homework, right? Yeah. I love homework. Right. Yeah. And he said, you got to forgive your ex-wife. And, and I was like, dude, whose side are you on? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, she's a horrible person. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he said, dude, if you don't forgive her, you will be a broke, depressed, dejected loser your whole life. And, and by the way, <laughs> dude, it's not optional. Yeah. Because if you don't do this, I'm going to fire you. I'm going to fire you as a client and I'm I'm going to keep your money. Wow. And I said, all right, all right. Because uh, I'm, pr- I'm a pretty coachable guy, even though I might resist a little bit. So, well, how do I do it? He's like, when we're done, grab a pad of paper, write her name at the top of the paper. And I want you to write down everything you appreciate about her. Mm. And dude, I've never sat staring at a blank piece of paper for over an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, he's so right. Like, dude, the resentment was so huge. 
And so I was like, okay, she's a great mom. All mm. right. I'm done with that today. Right. But he said, you got to do it again. Do it again. So I, I did it, you know, a paper and, I, and I was, I'm like, oh God, maybe she's my greatest teacher. Right. Uh, hmm. You know, all, all these, all these things started popping up. I'm like, God, you know, and so, <clears throat> so I had a pretty big list. And then a few weeks in, I didn't like need to write it out. I just, I'd be on a run or workout or whatever driving. I would just kind of mentally run through the list. Right. And I'd find a new one. And then, you know, how the brain works, dude, like it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, new neural pathways fire and, you know, they get wired and fire and, and the old pathways of what we used to argue about and what we didn't like about each other. Or I didn't like about her, you know, those old pathways, just, they, they, they grew over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, you know, then it started with, you know, Hey, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, happy new year, you know, happy birthday, happy mother's day. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all that you do for our kids. Um, you know, us staying together because my kids are in Atlanta. I'm in Colorado. Right. And mm-hmm. I fly out every five or six weeks and I was standing at baseball games, talking to each other. And, um, I mean, the blessings that have come from that exercise, I, I could probably write a whole nother book. Hmm. about it. Wow. And, and I made a commitment that whatever keynote I do, I was always going to end with that. Hmm. And I think it's a big part of my purpose um, because I think my point of view is pretty unique. And, and, you know, you and I speak around North America and, you know, I'll, I'll do trainings and I'll come off stage and, you know, I feel like, yeah, I, I nailed it. Right. And like, all I want to talk about is the last thing I talked about. Hmm. which is forgiveness mm-hmm. because it's always like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that I have to dot, 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 mm-hmm. fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing a, I was doing a training in Texas for a bunch of advisors and it was like a, it was like a, a full day deal. Mm. And we covered the morning session and, and I was up for like three or four hours and I ended with that. And this mm-hmm. guy came up to me, he's probably in his early sixties. And it was the same thing. He's like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that I have to forgive my (laughs) ex-wife. The same situation. (laughs) I'm like going, dude, I don't know how to tell you this. How's your way working? Right. Yeah. I'm like, do you like your results? If you like your results, keep doing it. Yeah. Right. Results are the indicator. Yeah. And he stared at me. He said, hold on. And he went out to the parking lot and he called her. And he came back, dude. He was, his eyes were puffy. He had snot on his shirt. <laughs> like, wow. He, and he looked 10 years younger. Wow. And he hugged me, kissed me, never saw him again. He kissed me on the cheek, never saw yeah. him again. Wow. Never saw him again. Trent, I mean, unbelievable. And, uh, so that's, that's why it's in there because, you know, and, and I had to do a bunch of forgiveness on me. I mean, I just had to, mm. cause I, I created a mess with mm. my ex and my kids. And I mean, it's been what's come out of it. I mean, you know, she, she got to the guy that <laughs> she deserved and <laughs> away from me. Mm. Right. That mm. was, and my kids are 21 and 18. And I mean, they're just thriving. I mean, I hit the, I hit the lottery with my kids and, uh, you know, and it has a ton to, not a ton, almost all of it has to do with her. Mm. But 
yeah, anyway, I could go on and on and on and on and on about that topic, but it's, uh, I know it's part of my purpose. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful. I can only, even for myself, I'm thinking about, all right, where can I apply that more in my life? You know? And, um, and to constantly be looking at it, right? Because it's so easy for us to fall into a pattern or a story of resentment of somebody else, what they did, what happened, whatever, or as you brought up at the end there too, the, the resentment to, to ourselves, right? For things that you did or didn't do or said or didn't say or whatever it may be. And, you know, you're a big conversation for you is stock. If I think that if, if we're not willing to forgive, it's a holding pattern. You're going to stay stuck for a long time. I mean, that energy can no longer flow. It's just sitting there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's devastating, right? I mean, the, I think we all come here because we want to have peace. Right. And right. And forgiveness is the path. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, a good friend of mine that was, you know, instrumental in helping me change my mindset and, but bringing different approaches to it. And he was a, you know, energy healer from the Philippines and oh, yeah. he calls himself the, you know, world's only cerebral sanitation engineer. His name's Jonathan Mansky. I mean, he's just an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, created some of the best content ever. Hmm. Um, but, but, you know, he, he healed himself of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Wow. And, and he, and people come to him, you know, uh, his his main focus was business, but people come to him with health issues because they knew he healed himself. Mm. And the first question he would say is, um, who do you need to forgive? Mm. And they're like, what does that have to do with cancer? He's like, dude, that's everything. Wow. For, lack of forgiveness creates cancer. And so that's where he had to go. He had to forgive. I, I can't remember his dad. His, I mean, every, dad, mom. I mean, every, he had such a long list of people he was resenting. And he healed himself. He did other things, but mm -hmm. he went to forgiveness as part of the therapy that cleared up his cancer. Wow. And he said, dude, everybody comes to me with a cancer issue. They haven't forgiven somebody. Crazy. 100%. It's crazy. Yeah. it. Uh, the power of emotions is astonishing. And uh, we won't talk about it on the episode today, but I know you've got a chapter on feeling and the power of that too in a different way, right? Of how we direct it in a, in a new way. Um, let's jump more into the book. And uh, one of the chapters I took note of here is um, don't settle. But what stood out to me though was a line about halfway in the chapter and, and you said, dreams are important, but not urgent. And I want you to expand on that idea. I saw that and I thought, damn, that is so true. So true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, I, I, I think what, what happens is, and, and it's an egoic made up story is, you know, one day I get to arrive and then I get to chill. Mm. Right. And I get to just be comfortable and I get to, you know, um, you know, settle and retreat and, you know, all those things. Um, but often when we start facing resistance, we start, we start settling. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that that's what happens to me because, you know, there's, there's basically, you know, four quadrants um, and, and, uh, you know, dreams fall into the 
important non-urgent quadrant of our lives. Mm-hmm. And what else falls over there? Our health, our spirituality, our relationships, mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. And then we deal with the weapon of mass distraction, right? Mm-hmm. And and our life is spent on urgent things. Most of it's not important. It's the, it's mm-hmm. the social media feed. It's the garbage that's in front of us. It's the things that cause us to get distracted. Mm-hmm. And, and so what happens, and then, you know, uh, you have a health scare, you have a relationship, you know, uh, like me, my wife throwing her purse at me, mm-hmm. uh, you have, a, you have a money situation. And then it goes from important, not urgent to being important, urgent. Mm-hmm. And at that point, when it does that, when it shifts, uh, there's very little you can do about it. I mean, you still got to do something about it. So the, the the problem with dreams is they fall into that important, non-urgent quadrant. Mm-hmm. And our lives are focused on urgent. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's, I'll get to it tomorrow. 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 Right. Whatever. And then eventually what you don't think about falls away. What you think about atrophies. Mm-hmm. And then you start having dream killing thoughts like ah, it's too late. I'm not this. I'm not that, you know. Um, dude, I remember my parents, like they lost that look, Mm. right? They lost that look. You could see settling phasing in. Mm -hmm. And, and when I was introduced to our entrepreneurial business platform, I mean, that's, that's dude, I was really close to settling. Mm. But when I sat down and I actually did the hardest work on the planet, which is thinking. Yep. And with a pad of paper, I I asked myself, what do I want my ideal life to look like? And mm. I wrote it down. And it was energizing and it was exciting. Um, but then I looked at the vehicle I was in, I was depressed because mm-hmm. I knew being an employee was not going to get me what I wanted. And so I, I called that the moment of truth. The moment of truth is I was either going to change the vehicle. To mm-hmm. be a business owner, because the only way my life is going to happen was from being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Or I could do what most people do, just kind of shrink and fit their fit their dreams, just kind of settle and fit them into their yeah. current reality. And then you, you know, you hope one day, one day I get to chill, one day I get to settle, one day I get to be happy. And then your life's on this layaway plan of delayed happiness and you get to the end of your life and you live vicariously through your kids and yeah you know and, and it's you know and then you're telling your kids oh you can dream big go for it you can have the life you want but it's total bs because you're not doing it that's right and then you have regrets and it's a really unsatisfying place to live yeah. and there's no there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey unfortunately so no Thanks for sharing that, man. I think that as you said that, this idea popped in my mind that the the place with the most dreams, unfortunately, is probably the graveyard of how many people that, you know, important. Yeah, I do want those things in my life, but not urgent. And if we're only responding to the urgent, but never placing priority every day a little bit, what's a step I can move towards my dream? You know, that one little bit. And I found, and I, I know you would have experienced the exact same thing as you're going on to, you know, you've achieved incredible success more than most people ever do in their lifetime. And I know your dreams are probably bigger than ever before right now, right? Because you can see further. The thing about dreams is this idea is that it's just the concept of dreaming to doing a little bit of action towards it every day. 
right? To take that step, to take that step. And I think many people out of fear, out of all the stuff that we talked about earlier, I'm not sure, maybe forgive, you know, need to forgive so that you can create the space that you're actually willing to move forward. But it's amazing what I found in my life. It is amazing when you decide on the dream, this is what I want. And then you just move forward, how doors start to open for you. It's, yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, and I've, I've said this in every podcast, it, it was a Mel Robbins quote that I, uh, I picked up and, you know, she says it doesn't happen overnight, but it happens over time. Mm. And, it, and you're spot on, man. Like, uh, you know, put your feet in the river. Like it's, it's, you know, and, and there's no faith without action. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, that's, that's, you know, and also, um, you know, I think people fall in the trap of, you know, I got to map it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't know if I told the story in the last podcast we did, but I, I, I was, uh, you know, I'm a Colorado state university grad and, uh, one of our esteemed alums is uh, the Macy's.com president. And he'd been the Macy's.com president for 25, 30 years. And watching, you know, the, the transformation of the internet. You know, so Macy's.com, the website started and it was a joke, hmm. right? Like this internet thing's not going to last, right? And then it started competing with the big box stores because people are going to the internet versus going to the store. And so they were infighting and then, and then they found a way to, you know, they all work together and all that. And, and he's just, and he was hiring all these accountants and attorneys and consultants and, and he was paying a lot of money. And then finally he came in, he fired everybody that was a consultant. He said, we just need to pull up the freaking anchor and leave the dock. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We, we need to quit mapping this thing out. Right. We need to, tri- I mean, you know, when, when I'm done, I, I, I got to get it, get, get, get to my next destination. And yeah, I mean, I can't wait for all the lights to turn green. Like I, I, I need to map it out. And he's like, we need to pull up anchor and we just need to get out there and we need to adjust the sales and clarity only happens from forward movement. Yeah. And you just can't map it out. And, and I, and I, I, I try to in the book, hopefully I get the point across, like you can't wait to fix yourself. Yeah. Right. Because there's a lot of people that are, I call them personal development zombies. Right. They just take in all this information because uh, I was that. I know what it looks like. They take in all this information, you know, hoping that they change. No, no, you got to take something yeah. and apply it. And then yeah. you and I are big morning routine guys. And so yeah. you you got to go see your vision and your image and your goal at the 50,000 foot level. But then you got to put that away. Pull up anchor. Leave dock. Smooth. And, yep. and, and and get moving and just just you know yeah the compounding of small things over time is just as you know we've lived it man it's jaw-dropping dude it's 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 phenomenal and yeah. uh you know even working on yourself 30 minutes a day i mean that's four and a half working weeks over a year over a decade i mean dude it's yeah incredible what you can do it is in small pockets of time yeah yeah, we underestimate so much the impact of just little steps each day, right? I remember when uh, before I had done my first seminar uh, that I had wanted to for years and had spent so much time negotiating in my mind, do it, don't do it, is it the right time? I don't know. And then after 
man, a good at this point now, like 18 months of anguish of just, I knew I wanted to do it. I wasn't doing it. And being in this stuck place, I finally said, you know what? Fuck it. I just book a venue, <laughs> book a venue, book a venue. right? Yeah. So I booked this venue. I'm like, all right, I got to do something about this now. But that one step, and I didn't even need to pay a deposit, but that one step, I had a venue booked. And then all of a sudden, take the next step, take the next step, which of course led to doing it. It was a huge success. Yeah. Um, but I spent 18 months, yeah. you know, stuck on that thing, not doing anything about it. And finally, I took a step on my dream and it worked out better than I could have imagined. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be, that, that could be a good challenge. Everyone that's listening. What's, what's the one thing that you can do that you know you need to do mm. when we're done with this podcast, mm. write it down. What's the one thing that you need to do, whether yeah. you know, it's book the venue, make the call, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Body in motion stays in motion. Yes. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Uh, we probably got time for maybe two more here, possibly sure. three. Um, I think this is a great one. It uh, The chapter you talk about not labeling things good or bad. And um, yeah, I uh, I like that one. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's a chapter on, you know, judgment and uh, yeah. that, you know, that project of it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just judging things as as good or bad, and you know we're we're coming out you know three years removed from uh, almost probably to the day of some crazy you know pandemic and mm-hmm. you know and all that, and obviously that was bad. I mean, there's bad things that happened with that, and it was horrific in in lots of lots of ways. Um, but when we when we judge things as bad or we even judge them as good, like we're, we're in judgment mm. and judgment is public enemy. Number one, mm. it just is. I mean, it, it ruins, it, it's the number one way we self-sabotage hmm. is judgment, hmm. judgment of others, judgment of us. And, and, and especially, you know, I mean, good things happen and you want to celebrate and appreciate and all that. But but, you know, bad things happen. And, you know, I, I share some stories in there of, you know, I had bad things happen in my business. I labeled them as bad. Mm-hmm. It, it took me down. I got into victim mode. I was powerless. Woe is me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but also, you know, having empathy that like, yes, yeah, stuff happens and we're humans and, it, you know, it's okay to feel that way. But at some point, the quicker you can get to accepting it, Mm. uh is better Mm -hmm. right just like during the pandemic i mean there was three days there where i'm like dude i'm off Mm. like i'm in fear doubt worried like you know Mm. i I was definitely you know we're in financial services the markets were getting Mm -hmm. crushed my clients weren't too happy right Mm -hmm. and so i allowed the thought of fear slip past my gatekeeper Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and I went down, but, but I've done enough work on me. I'm like, going, all right, dude, you're in full blown resistance. Mm. And so in the tools I give in the book, like, okay, all right, here's the process. You got to go to let, let go of it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is bad things happen. Our hearts shut down and we start spinning stories. Right. So the moment you start spinning stories, you're in resistance. Yeah. You're in judgment. And the longer you're there, the longer you're triggered, the more psychological damage gets done. Yeah. And the harder it is to reverse. 
Right. And so, you know, that was an example of, I got triggered. I was going down. I was totally unaware. Yeah. Um, but then finally I'm like, all right. So I, you know, the techniques and the tools I talk about in the book, like I had to go full. I'm like, I got to reverse this. I got to let this go because I got to get back to one of the most powerful places you can be, which is acceptance. Mm. Mm -hmm. And as my coach said, dude, acceptance is, you don't need to love it. Right. But you got to stop hating it. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. And so we got into acceptance and then, you know, us and our whole company, Ben, I mean, we pivoted, mm-hmm. you know, we went virtual. We, we started, you know, running after it. We, you know, we started doing all these events. We started, you know, yeah. now, now I went from this kind of desperation mode to this determination mode. And mm. like you and like other people in our company, we had a record 2020, 2021, mm. 2022, mm-hmm. but a lot of people were taken down by the pandemic the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Because they've been in resistance. And what resistance is, is what is happening shouldn't be happening. Right. But it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Just oh, like sorry. a flat tire. It's like flat yeah. tire. It's like, yeah. I shouldn't have a flat tire. Yeah. No, dude, I mean, that, you do. Flat tire yeah. doesn't care. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that resistance going back to stuck. I mean, resistance keeps you stuck, right? Um, One more chapter. And, um, I love this one. Trust, it's going to be okay. I want to finish with this one. It was one of my favorite in the whole book. And uh, it's something I'm working on more and more in my life yeah. all the time. And so I, I want you to share that with with everyone. Yeah, I mean, um, as you know, we're big Bob Proctor fans, right? One of my favorite chapters in You're Born Rich is, you know, expect mm. in abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get what you hope for, you get what you expect. Um, and I cannot tell the story in the book, dude, or I will absolutely lose my stuff. So I'm going to stay away from the story. Okay. Get the <laughs> book, <though>, everybody. <laughs> even though it's a, it's a good one. And, and every time yeah. I hear Katy Perry fireworks song, I, yeah. I'm, I'm reduced to a puddle of tears because it was a, it was a magical moment in my life when I realized it was all going to be okay. Yeah. Um, with my kids and my ex and, uh, I'm, it's already starting, but, yeah. uh, um, whoo. It's good, man. It was, yeah, some unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but we just, you know, trust is um trust is the it's really what it's the triggering point um that, that really makes your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're, we're told to you know uh, when's the shoe gonna drop? When's the other thing gonna happen, right? So so in your heart of hearts, what are you really, 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 really expecting to happen? Mm-hmm. And and part of forward movement is is you gotta, you know, you got you gotta trust. You gotta trust that things are are are, are gonna turn out okay. You gotta have the clarity of what you want, right? I mean, I've, I've gone through. I mean, this book's been fourteen months, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but but I had a I had a great image in my mind, and mm. and I've never lost enthusiasm for it the whole time, and. Yeah, you know, and I, just like you, I've had people like, "Oh, you're gonna lose focus. That's stupid." You know, all that, all the naysayers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, man," but dude, this is like in my being. That's right. Like, I I have to do this. Like, yeah. this just has to happen. Yeah. And you get that way, and you feel that way, and and 
your ego comes in there is like, well, what if it sucks? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if it sucks, then my two kids will read it and they'll know more about their dad than they ever have in their lives. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, what, what if people don't like it? What if that, I mean, yep. so, so I, I have all that same garbage, Yep. but I'm just so aware of how ridiculous that conversation is that most often I don't get sucked into it. Yeah. I just keep moving forward. Yeah. But really trusting that things are going to be okay, mm. that the world's conspiring on your behalf. And you just, you got to develop trust muscles. I mean, you just got to trust. You got to take the next step, take the next action, right? As we're talking about the challenge when we get done here, what's mm -hmm. the one thing that you can do? What's the one action you can take yeah. that will prove that you trust that everything's going to turn out okay. Yeah. And that magical moment in the book where I'm like, man, this chapter's closed. Yeah. Right? I mean, that that's done. Yeah. Right? Um, damn. It's beautiful. All, all that's done. Yeah. It's a new beginning. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, but, but what I talk about as I was looking back on that, I was like, God, I wasted so much time not trusting. Mm. Right. Versus, um, you know, worrying and fearing and, mm -hmm. you know, all that crap. Um, yeah. It was a waste of time. Yeah. It was a total waste of time. So I'm like, God, just trust, man. Like, dude, it's, it's, it's all working out. Right. On your behalf. So, so you get some obstacles and some challenges come your way. Yeah. You know, my wife throwing my purse at me. Mm -hmm. It would have been pretty easy to label that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, it was the wake up call that I needed. Like you it, needed it. I, I yeah. needed it. I needed to wake up. Yep. And I needed to change. So yeah. Anyway, damn you for bringing that one up. I, hey man, it's my favorite <laughs> chapter in the whole book. So I had, I had to, you <laughs> know, I, I think was, it's great. I, you yeah. know, it shares the, the the impact of of these concepts i mean as you get the book everybody make sure you do we'll direct it to it in a minute here but you can tell us in a chris we only shared a few chapters right there's 50 chapters by the way and what's great about the book is that every chapter you can digest in you know a quick sitting a couple pages of chapter and then of course yeah. the action items will take some doing the work afterwards right that's going to take more than a yeah. couple minutes to do that um but it's you can tell as you listen to Chris today that these are not theoretical things. He read it in a book and wanted to share it with you. This is his life. This is what has happened in his life. Things that he's learned, applied, tested, seen what it's done for himself, seen what it's done as he's coached. I don't even know the number of people now, lots yeah. <laughs> and impacted thousands of lives and his whole life experience put into a book. That you know, he's invested hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars into himself over this time and built, you know, an incredible life. And like you said right at the beginning of the episode, is why he wrote the book was to help you shorten some of that time frame, to help yeah. you become who you want to become and get where you want to go in a quicker way, get on stock quicker. So thanks, man. This has been awesome today. Yeah, yeah, you're awesome, man. Love you, brother. Appreciate Love you, you too, so much. Man. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's get people, when does the book officially come out? The official date? I know pre-orders right now, I believe. Yeah. Pre-orders right now, chrisfelton.me. Um, yeah. they will ship on March 25th. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, so so people uh, people can find me that way. I, I started a, a mon a Monday kind of just quick newsletter on, yeah. on concepts called been, Thank God it's Thank God it's Monday. I've been reading it. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So people can uh, you know message me and find yeah. me on Facebook and LinkedIn and all that, and I can add them to the list. But uh, perfect. Yeah. And then if you got anybody in Denver, Colorado, that wants to attend our launch event on March 25th from noon to four, would love. Cool. To have them got a powerful uh, lineup of speakers and it's going to be a phenomenal day. Amazing, man. Amazing. Thanks for your time today, bro. I appreciate you sharing this. I can tell this book has been a, uh, a work of love, right? For and sure. it's, uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm Absolutely. excited about all the people that's going to reach in their lives. It's going to change. And everybody make sure you go to chrisfelton.me, get your copy, pre-order your copy right now and uh, connect with Chris as well. Share this episode. People need to hear this message. We need to get it out to way more people. If you're new to the show, right? I don't charge for it. I don't even do ads on it. All I'm asking is subscribe to the show, share it and leave a review. It helps us, people like Chris, people like myself, bring these kind of messages to more of the world and serve more people. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, brother.